What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, look at us. We're back. It's time for some drinking. It's time for some wrestling. And it's time for some some crappy hour. Lily, Lily, we're back. Lily, we're here. Strong, strong woman going for Jade Cargill's uh, fire. I can see it. How you doing? I am doing well. Uh, the sun is out. Uh, things are moving towards spring. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Like you said, sun is out where I am too. We're not too far from each other, but it's a beautiful day. It's cold AF. But I'm ready for it's the an sun. illusion. Like, yeah. do not wear this if you were in Toronto. I mean, I've, I've got my sweater on because my heat is not fully pumping all the time at my place. But uh, this is this is the best we got until hopefully mid-March when things start to clear up. It's supposed to be like 7 degrees Celsius in Toronto on Wednesday. Yeah, I saw that. Which, like, I'm stoked. That's that's spring weather for us. That's the beginning of the... That's uh, tropical. Yeah, that's tropical. So I'm, I'm ready for that. I can go out in just a no jacket, just a t-shirt, go with some shorts, go crazy. Let's do it. In, I've in already seen a lot of a lot of people in shorts already, and I'm just like, whoa, buddy, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's chill out for a second. Can you? I, I can't do that. Like, I, I couldn't go out in shorts in like minus twenty Celsius, but no. people do it. No, I even tried to just go outside the other day to see um, if uh, my mom was parking right outside of my building, and I was like dying in my shirt. It was freeze like it was free. it's too much. I'm over it. I want to move to Mexico. There's a Starbucks not too far from where I am. I'm not giving anything away by saying that because there's a Starbucks in every damn corner of every street in every city. But anyway, there's also a condo, which is just down the street from said Starbucks. And I've seen people go in their like bathrobes and slippers at eight in the morning to the Starbucks in the I middle love of that. winter. I actually That's love awesome. that because I've always wanted to do that at the grocery store. Just, you know, so disheveled in uh, just a bathrobe, not slippers because toronto's gross but uh yeah True. i want to do that so kudos to those people who just go into starbucks with uh, nothing on really well i put on clothes this morning and i went to the lcbo to our liquor store and i picked up a, a bottle of wine because it is valentine's day so it is. how else do you celebrate valentine's day than with a cheap bottle of moscato because it's a sweet day for everyone right and also because i just want a cheap drink to have to talk about yeah there's actually some good signs yeah. Wrestling was sweet this week, so I'm into mm-hmm. it. Get me some. There were highs, wrestling. there were lows, there were indies, there were pros. We uh, yes. we had it all. As I'm sure you hear me pouring in the background. Perfect. What did you have? What did you pick up? Well, um, like we said, um, the weather's getting better, so I thought, what not what not wow, I can't talk today. <laughs> what would be better than a rattler? Yeah, so I got a Rattler from um, a local called Ace Hill. They're quite good. They make beers and spritzers and all types of stuff. And this is just a grapefruit Rattler, 100 cows, really easy to drink. And it reminds me of warmer, nicer times. Shout out to Ace Hill Brewery, who also, I think they're still doing their deal with Porter, where anytime I fly Porter, you get a free Ace Hill. Mm-hmm. absolutely if they uh if, snacks too oh they do good they do have good snacks their mm-hmm. terror chips are always good those are good come on they're if, so if expensive any, uh, yeah they are but if you get them on a plane they're free and you load up <laughs> anyway while you're here i'm gonna break the fourth wall because normally it's just us tosses the thumbs up on this sort of thing tell us tell and us comment comment watch yeah. it 10 times so we get more views send it to your mm-hmm. mom send it to um I don't know your book club. I don't know. Send send it to your ex, who's just like I need. I need them to see what wrestling is all about from these two jokers because they're going to talk about it from two different perspectives. That's what it's actually. It's actually interesting to think of how many dates tonight could maybe revolve around Valentine's Day, and also how much money professional and indie wrestlers probably made on cameos just for uh, Valentine's videos. I would have loved one from Danhausen personally. There's still time. Yeah, but he's probably busy hasn't, so. That's fair. Uh, That's true. So I had a friend of mine who actually sent me a DM the other day with a Nick Gage cameo that they got for their partner. Oh, amazing. Their partner is like a huge recent GCW fan, like went to a show and just fell in love with the culture. And so, uh, yeah, they they got them the cameo and it was, and Gage was so sweet. Like he is, it's really surprising because you, 
you see how he's portrayed like in the wrestling ring and the shit that he says but like in the cameo itself he's talking about love and loving love and being with his own partner for like 20 years it's the sweetest little thing and i'm like oh my god nick gage is a sweetheart and does like nice lovey-dovey cameos (laughs) it was really cool well even the way he got arrested was essentially because he was broke and he just wanted to kind of like eat and uh yeah he wanted to take his girl out for dinner and then he turned himself in so he's kind of this uh, romantic outlaw character in a way i like it mm-hmm. so we got through wrestling this week we got a lot to talk about about wrestling this week where do you want to start because i know you got a lot on your head um why don't we switch it up and just talk about some of like the the crazy shit that's going on um i I might just kick it off by saying, you know, <clears throat> I think on one of our earlier episodes where we were always talking about wrestling and women's wrestling. And I hope that one day that we can just refer to women's wrestlers as wrestlers personally, um, sure. because it's, it's just so silly to me that that needs to be included. Um, but someone that I was very harsh on um, and always have been very harsh on is Anna Jay. Um, and that's mostly because of her delivery and because of her, um, I guess I guess I just didn't really buy what she was selling. Let's let's call it that. And after watching Thunder Rosa's uh, taco vlog, um, I think it came out last week or very recently. She talked about how you know she grew up in a wrestling family or around wrestlers because of her dad, uh, and actually was trained by Glacier, um, and actually only had about six to eight matches, kind of being thrown on TV. Um, so that kind of gave a lot of uh, backstory and, and, and a lot more of an understanding of kind of where she's coming from or why she might look a little nervous or a little despondent on TV is because she really uh, just kind of got thrown into it. And so now that I see that perspective, um, it's kind of changed how I look at her and um, even comparing her performances to um, like how women are written and perform on WWE, like with that in mind now totally changed my perspective actually have you seen anna jay on being the elite on bte no actually because i came into bte like quite late and i don't really watch it that much anymore if you have a chance go and find her her stuff with the dark order because she's actually really entertaining and she's really fun like you get to see a lot more of her her like character but in a human sense because it's bte so like they're acting but they're not full-on acting for tv it's really nice and like she's she comes off as like this badass sweetheart but on top of this um i get what you're saying and like you and i have talked about it on the show that she's she's really good but she's still kind of learning the ropes Mm -hmm. and you i know you in particular are expecting these women to go a little bit harder at each other in terms of strikes and 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 other moves like that you want to see them be more like uh strong style joshi which is like the stuff you're into right so and I think that I'm I'm kind of impartial because I watch so much of um, stuff from overseas. It kind of it kind of changes your sensibilities. It kind of changes your expectations. Totally. Um, like I just recently rewatched Russell Kingdom from this year, and the the type of matches that happen in a, in, a, in an event like that compared to what we see week over week totally different. Yeah. Um, and even even not in these huge uh, events in Japan as well, even in locals and more like indie obscure stuff like uh, Choco Pro, Gato Move, like it's a totally different type of performance. It's a totally different combination of essentially art forms and performance styles. So, yeah, it is. And with Anna, she was brought in uh, as one character and then switched at the last minute to a Dark Order character. Mm-hmm. And the person that wanted that, unfortunately, is no longer with us. The person who had the most say in what he wanted was Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. And since he passed, Dark Order as a whole has been a little bit lost. But I feel like with Anna Jay, teaming her up with, with Ty Conchi was perfect because they're clearly very good friends. They get along. There's chemistry. But at the same time, it gave her character a little bit more to work with. Whereas on her own, as just like Dark Order's Anna Jay number 99, we don't know what that could have been. Because we, you know, we lost Brody so suddenly. Uh, and so everything was kind of tossed into into flux. And therefore, her training and any kind of expectations of her have shifted as a result. Um, And just seeing her not even in the ring and just eating tacos with her friend kind of 
um, kind of showed a side that you don't see a lot. And I think we're starting to see that with uh, Jade Cargill a little bit more as well, yes. because Jade is doing so much press right now and, and tons of interviews, which I think is a really good strategy to just kind of make you more comfortable on camera. Even me, this is what our fourth episode. And I've spent years in events and years in front of crowds of ton, like thousands of people. And I still get nervous. So and also, like, are you ever front center with the crowds when you were when you're doing events? Uh, when I DJed, yeah, that was pretty mm. was pretty intense. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I forgot yeah. about the DJing stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with with Jade, she's been awesome. Like, she always had that charisma. Now she's just pushing it, and it's great. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm such a fan. Uh, even when she's tweeting, like she tweeted during the Super Bowl last night, she was like, if AEW had an ad, they should just put me up there and watch all the people be like, oh, who is this fine woman? She's and not she's wrong. Like, and she's not wrong, but she's like, I'm a chill. And everyone's like, no, 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 get on it, please. This is what you need to do. This is right. Because she's she's an attraction. She is. And like, regardless of how you feel about her in the ring in this moment, mm -hmm. she continues to improve. And that's what you need to see. There's potential. And we're also in, in, in a time of impressions and clickbait and getting people's attention. And um, you were kind of talking about her social game earlier. And I think that uh, she's really starting to learn about the power of social media because we all know it's a toxic dumpster fire for, for most of the time. But if you kind of know how to manipulate social media and your audience and have a thick skin and know kind of... Um, how to push back and be cheeky and take the piss. It can be a very powerful tool. Yes, absolutely. It, yeah. it is. Serpentigo is Martin. like one of the best and Nyla, obviously. Yeah. Oh, Nyla is insane. Like she yeah. has something for every, every moment. She's got a Photoshop or some sort of just snippy comment. It's perfect. It's so cool. She has the Nyla army just waiting with memes. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, what what else what else was going on? Uh, Tons of well? things were going on. Uh, AQA got signed to All Elite, yeah. which is super cool. Um, I didn't know too much about her NXT days. Maybe you do. Yeah, so she was Zeta Ramirez on NXT, and uh, unfortunately, she at one point was medically disqualified from competing in WWE. What that means, no one really has a full understanding of it mm -hmm. if you go on fightful.com and you just search aqa or zeta ramir uh you'll see the actual transcripts from that conversation that she had where she outlined like what happened and how she got to the point where she was medically disqualified but uh it's great to see her back she's clearly you know she's clearly been working and she's clearly been uh been training and she's great i mean i I don't know about you. I don't know how you felt going into this match, but when it was announced, I was more critical of the fact that they were bringing her in instead of spotlighting another AEW talent that maybe has had more time on Dark or Dark Elevation, uh, any of the women that they've had recently that people might even know a little bit from the actual product that they put on. And what happened in the end, I was happy with because AQA was a great opponent and a great wrestler and she signed, but Leading into it, um, what were what were your thoughts when they announced the match and leading into all that stuff? I didn't know too much about her, so I didn't have the context of, I guess, expectations. But I agree with you. Like knowing her background now, knowing that she was trained by Booker T, knowing that she was an XT, knowing that she knows what she's doing. Clearly, um, you do have a little bit of a higher expectation, and there was. Um, some drunk guy in the front row that that said you suck just before she did a, um, a star splash. So it's 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 insane. Yeah, I mean there was there were enough douchey men yelling things at wrestlers. It's Atlantic City, honey. Like yeah, that's fair. But no, it shouldn't be that way, man. It shouldn't be that way. It's horse horseshit. Happened in Chicago too. It happened at Warrior <laughs> Wrestling with Athena versus Thunder Rosa, which was another excellent match from this week that people have to go out of their way to watch. So People good. just don't like to see women win. Dude, tell me about it. It's bullshit. I hate mm -hmm. it, man. Like like you said, just the women, it doesn't have to be women's wrestling. It can easily just become wrestling if people just stop, you know, assuming that it needs to be every whatever. I don't need to go into it. Even the term intergender wrestling, you know, I think is dumb <laughs> for for uh, for many reasons and I think, you know, there's been some wrestlers who agree with me. I think um, and maybe she or someone else can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Ali Catch has spoken out about that. And a few other uh, wrestlers who happen to be women have spoken out about that. Wrestling really, is wrestling. It is. And it's an escape from reality. But uh, And on top of it, I think that the onus is on 
the company or the wrestlers to tell the right story that exactly. goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, in in reality, there are situations of you know domestic abuse and other you know things like that. I am not at all saying that uh, a man versus a woman in a wrestling ring is the same, but I know that there are people who make that argument, and whether mm-hmm. you agree with it or not. There is a reality that exists where someone, one person even, might see that become uncomfortable or not even uncomfortable, but then assume it's okay, which very much not. It is on the wrestlers. It is on the company to tell the story in a way that's not about the, um, it's not about the violence. Mm -hmm. It's about the story. Yeah. It has to be written well. It has to work and it has to, you know come from an organic place. And I think that's kind of why um, I gravitate towards AEW a little bit more is the way that they write their characters um, seems to come from a genuine place and a place where the people involved are actually given a lot of input as well. Um, If they are queer, if they are black, if they are trans, if they, whatever it may be, they're given room to write or to perform the way they want to and not be used as the gay one or the black one or yes. you know what I mean or at least that's my opinion on it and and I I think that that's refreshing and I think that that is a step in the right direction and a well, lot I mean, of people don't and that's yeah, it's true I mean look at look at Sunny Kiss Sunny Kiss is a prime example of someone who uh is is very openly gay and very openly uh you know learning the process of being a wrestler and continues to again rack up wins and experience uh and at the same time they keep saying I don't want to be just the gay character on TV. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a wrestler. And and Sunny said that to Renee Paquette on her podcast earlier this week, uh, or maybe it was last week, regardless time is a flat circle. Uh, but for Sunny to come out and say that, like there are so many wrestlers under the LGBTQ sphere who are just like, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be tokenized. I don't want to be just a, a bit player. And I know you sent me something the earlier, I think it was last week or over the weekend of a wrestler who is absolutely trying to do that for all the wrong reasons. You want to talk about it? Um, I actually deleted that tweet because I think that some people, like I said, you can use social media for good. You can use social media for bad. And uh, you and I are very aware of harassment online, especially in the past week, something that happened to one of our like close colleagues as well. Um, I just can't believe that, you know, we're still having these discussions about uh, online harassment. And I find it, um, it's quite easy uh, to hide behind an anonymous Twitter account or Instagram account. And um, I was raised um, not to, you know, eye for an eye every time someone insults you, but if someone um comes for you or your family etc you something will happen to you whether it be karma or whether it be something much worse you are opening the door to consequences and i think that these people are cowards they hide behind um anonymous burner accounts online and they would never have the balls to come to you know where i train and say that to my face luckily i've been pretty good um with harassment online i've been doxxed before in the past oh that sucks i've had photos of myself leaked before in the past and i handled it pretty well i think um but it's just crazy that this is so commonplace still yeah and it shouldn't be it really shouldn't be the most The one thing that I remember all the time, and I try to preach this to others, is when you're about to argue with somebody whose avatar is not them, or it is a green or it's an egg, whatever it is, odds are it's someone under the age of 20 and over the age of 65. If you really want to argue with that, with with those two demographics, by all means, but you're not going to win. You're you're either going to get frustrated or something bad is going to happen. And I hope that these people like genuinely get help because there's clearly some kind of, you know, mental illness or something going on there. And I'm not excusing this behavior at all, but um, it's, it's just so insane that people need to have their guard up just for having an opinion anymore, just for existing online or for, you know, posting a hot photo of yourself or, or whatever it may be. Like, it's funny, you know, freedom of speech doesn't also mean freedom of consequences. So yeah. keep that in mind. It's a weird world when you're living online. And it's it's even yeah. worse when people come after you for 
for wrestling for for friggin' wrestling man just yeah. like or for being friends with someone who's in the wrestling sphere it doesn't make sense just even like, myself sometimes i'll start getting really mad at like what's going on in the show and i'm like lily it's wrestling it's wrestling. relax yeah yeah Re no. the reacting to it is part of the game it yeah is. you're there to react but you're also i work i work myself into a shoot so much though like i'm like you need to stop this like oh my god yeah, as long as long as you're able to to temper that and realize, holy shit, it's a show. I need to chill. Yeah, then you're fine. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> what else? What else is on? What, 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 what? We we were talking about Warrior Wrestling. We were talking yes. about that show. That was a good show. So I knew nothing about the that promotion before this. I think I saw the um, bu 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 I saw the Thunder uh, graphic and the Mike Bailey graphic, and I was like, okay, I need to watch immediately. Yeah. So Mike Bailey and Santana had. Probably the match of the night. Bruh. Dude, like we know Speedball. We're, we're Canadians. We've seen Speedball. We've seen Speedball Mike Bailey for the last five years or somewhere in Canada because he's wrestling. Well, recently now. Yeah. But it hasn't been because he was uh, banned from entering the United States to wrestle for five years because he got caught trying to cross the border illegally to wrestle. Oh, I think you told me about this previously. Yeah, I thought this you were going to say for weed or for something ridiculous, but no, that's he got bad. caught. No, he got caught trying to make a buck. He he got caught mm -hmm. trying to work and work illegally, so he got banned for five years. Uh, his his ban has been lifted. He got signed to Impact Wrestling almost immediately, which is wonderful news Good for him. Yeah, and now because he's on a legitimate visa, he is going and tearing up every indie he can, and everyone every time he steps into the ring, he makes a new fan, makes a new believer, whatever it is. I found it so, it was so cute, but also so like, I didn't love it, but I thought it was cute having Veda Scott, who is his girlfriend, on commentary for Warrior Wrestling for that show. And I did she not was, know that either. yeah. So anytime she was like, I'm very familiar with Speedball, it's because they are together, uh, very openly together. But that's uh, hilarious. It's very funny. It's, it's cute. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't love it when couples are interacting necessarily in like the commentary wrestler role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes more sense when it's like in ring together for sure yeah yeah, yeah. but it, i mean I'm, I'm very nitpicking like i still thought it was great um but man santana coming out and having a singles run i'm all for it i think he's doing wonderful work as well those two tore it up i, don't know if you I have nothing to add honestly like i have <laughs> nothing to add it was crazy and uh uh they were kind of shooting on each other a little bit not not too hard but i think that they kind of realized that you know they found each other's comfortability with each other and they're like, you know, let's put a, let's put on a banger. And they worked together before. Yeah. So they do know each other. So I yeah. think it was more, there's that belief in wrestling, which we'll get into in a minute. Cause I know you're, you're getting ready for some wrestling of your own of the, the idea of um, do it now and ask for forgiveness later. And mm -hmm. so if you have an understanding with your partner in the ring that you can take a few potato shots and then afterwards, everything's going to be cool, then go for it. Make it, make it real, make it look good. Well, I, I saw this awesome uh, YouTube video. I'll send it to you later. And it's about this uh, this guy who's a professional voice actor over in Japan. Uh, and he's had huge success on YouTube with other projects, like millions and millions of subs. So he's able to, you know, access pretty much whatever he wants over there. And he actually got to train with Chris Brooks and go to a DDT show without knowing a goddamn thing like total no knowledge of anything never never went to a wrestling show ever in japan and it was unreal because the training aspect of that video was wild because you see that exactly what you're saying is it's about honor to me wrestling is about honor it's about honoring your partner and i come from a, a boxing background as well so it was very much about that as well um, like you weren't even allowed to really start sparring until they really trusted you and knew that you weren't going to hurt other people or hurt yourself more importantly. So it's very similar in wrestling and you see these guys in these rings practicing in these like bizarre, um, like almost factory uh, spaces in Japan. And they're so brutal with each other, but so gentle and so caring. Um, and this guy who had never, ever, ever wrestled before was able to do like power bombs and all types of stuff just by doing one session with uh, pros. Um, so it goes to show you, it's, it's really a lot about just trust. Yeah. And Learn, I'm so learning. excited to start learning. So, so tell me, you, you told me before we started doing the recording gimmick, you're like, you're going to train, you're going to, you're going to be doing mm -hmm. some stuff. What's going on? What's the plan? 
Um, so I, I've always wanted to fight in some capacity, like professionally, not on the street, obviously. Um, and Bump I was Lily. <laughs> maybe no. in, in like the far dystopic future when I have to scavenge for food or something. Right. Mad Max. Um, but yeah, I, I got into boxing. I, I got into fitness, like, I don't know, let's say like six, seven years ago. And uh, I boxed with some really interesting people, um, including Mike Tyson's old sparring partner. Cool. Um, and just some like local, some like, local boxers who do, did some cool stuff. Uh, and then the Pendejo came. So couldn't even get your license. You couldn't get sanctioned. You couldn't, couldn't do shit really. So a lot of boxers went to the States, obviously, or to like Guatemala, Brazil, whatever. Um, that was not for me. Um, and then, you know, I loved wrestling as a kid, kind of fell off. And then during the pandemic, got back into it through like mostly beyond wrestling, AEW, all that stuff and super kicked. Um, so uh, they were throwing some free workshops before and then we had to lock down again. But I will be starting uh, my first workshop there at the end of the month. And I also have been talking to um, some people at Battle Arts in uh, Mississauga. I know Santino works there. I think it's his gym, actually. So yes, it is. I'm going to be doing some judo and wrestling there as well and hope to uh, do some indies this year for sure. That's exciting. I, I'll be there front row cheering you on. Bring, we'll bring the posse. Everyone will come out and cheer you. I'll on. blade. Like, I don't care. I'm ready. Like, let's go. <laughs> your first your first session, you'll be like, how do I cut myself without making it too hard? Oh, knowing myself, it would. I would go too deep and they'd be like, Die. Yeah, you got a gusher. <laughs> uh, so on top of that, I mean, so that's that's awesome. I look forward to, uh, to hearing about your your success, and I'm sure people here are going to be like, let's talk about. Let's and talk we're going to go to Ryerson too. Uh, yes, month. yeah. So I was going to say we we were supposed to meet initially face to face at Greektown Pro Wrestling, my local and your new favorite home that you have don't have yet. Uh, but they're going to be back at Ryerson in April. So when they announced that last night, first of all, I have to say Greektown. Please stop posting everything on Facebook first. Please just start using any other form it's of social 2022. media. Stop it. Stop it, please. Just They would on. they would kill it on TikTok actually cuz people would be so confused. Talk to we'll talk to Channing at the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll take over their socials somehow. Anyway, uh they they're coming back in April. We also have learned in Ontario where we are that uh you know, things are going to start reopening soon hopefully and staying that way. So the show will hopefully go on we'll be able to see a lot of good wrestling i'm excited for this we're gonna interview some people we're gonna we're gonna get in the ring we're gonna cause some shit yeah. uh yeah and it won't just be in front of my uh, tarot background too it'll be nice to get out in the world maybe we'll shoot in a bar maybe we'll you know start going live more we can even start doing some video game stuff because i know that we talked about mario kart and um right now we're building an emulator my uh soon to be husband's building an emulator um, and I really want to play all the old uh, WWE, well, WWF uh, games um, and some Simpsons games like Crazy Taxi or and all, all kinds of weird shit. So uh, lots of Those stuff to best. look forward to. Yeah. And we, we do it now on Twitch. We go to Fightful Gaming on Twitch. We're there. We're doing it. Let's move on. Let's. Uh, what else are we talking about? What, what are we, well, what are we, we didn't talk about how you should like, follow, subscribe and comment. I like how everyone here has started doing that for me. That's perfect. We all watch it. We all know what to do. <laughs> That's true. Y'all creating the same, the same, the same place. It's all fightful overbooked. Come on. Uh, we, we, what do you want to do? You want to talk about AEW? You want to talk? Was there let's was there more it. indie stuff? What do you want to do? No, let's uh, let's go over to Atlantic City, bud. Oh baby, where do you want to start? There's so much. The MJF parade. The, <laughs> the parade of the stars, and then him sucking face with uh two beautiful women. who were those women i want to know like were they yeah. indie wrestlers so one is gabby ortiz who yeah yeah, yeah. Gabby, yeah so she it was so funny she had posted with the famous on, like, ass yeah, well, i'm not saying it um she i think she posted that she was like hey i'm oh no that was someone else i'm thinking about gracia um gabby ortiz is, is whatever she's there she's great wonderful uh she showed up and then the other one was mjf's shoot girlfriend Oh, the red so lady. Yes, that's yeah, that's why they were so comfortable. She is. Okay. So we see them sucking face. He gets in the ring and he's all like, hey, I am not just the best in the world. I am better than the best in the world. And he's got a damn t-shirt for it. Isn't the it cardboard great? cutouts were great. Corporate Wardlow was great. Yes. Um, his facial expressions were great. Um, 
I love FTR. The champagne bit was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then they got interfered by uh, Punker and Sting. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And Darby, which was super cool. They all look great. Everyone yes. has clearly been eating well and training hard um even more or maybe it's just being on the road you're just so exhausted you kind of like lose weight but uh, everyone looked good um and i i like this new stipulation where uh he's not allowed to use uh derby or cm punk for a tag match i think that's going to be a banger and i'm curious to see where that goes well we found out later in the night where that went yes we did yes we did well let's just fast forward to that so punk's out and he's like i want my rematch and like you said mjf is like sure if you beat ftr and you get yourself a partner so punk goes on twitter first of all the world is like it's gonna be this person it's gonna be that person and i love this i love this for punk i think this was him again using social media the right way he's just like hey danhausen on twitter he's like hey danhausen are you ready and people are like oh my god it's gonna be danhausen i didn't see any of this i don't know how i missed this if you missed this i it was perfect because people who know know that it's not going to be the person that you call on of course but people who don't are just like, oh, my God, it's going to be Danhausen. And he also tweeted, hey, Samoa Joe, are you in the country? And that caught people afire. So uh, I really like that. I think it was perfect use of socials for, for Punk to get people excited, to get other people being like, okay, so it's neither of those two. And it turns out to be John Moxley. I didn't who expect is John Moxley. My, my like hall pass husband, even though he's happily married with a child and a wife who I love as well. I think uh, this was the right person i think it was the perfect person because mm-hmm. mox is basically out of sight out of mind unless brian danielson's involved and since he wasn't and he wasn't on the show at all people's brains were just not even in that mindset where it could be mox so or it could be a mox possibility brain. yeah so I, I was so happy and so impressed in a way that none of us really picked it up that it was going to be mox and then when it was the, the match itself was phenomenal it's very well done it was a great booking. Um, I, like I didn't expect it at all. And um, yeah, nothing really else to add. I, I'm so shocked that I missed all that um, stuff on Twitter with Punk and Samoa Joe because everyone, you know, for the past whatever amount of weeks was speculating. And um, I like I'm I would say I'm like a newer, like hardcore wrestling fan. But in my like couple of years now of being like following at hardcore, I don't really care too much for like signing speculation. Like it just isn't something um, that really like excites me. Obviously if someone I like from the Indies is getting a deal like Nick Wayne getting a developmental deal, very cool. Um, But the surprise of signing all these people, it doesn't get me, but I I got to admit, I mean, I'm wearing a bullet club shirt right now. Hey, all right. Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, uh, uh. Um, It was awesome. It was awesome to, uh, anyway, it was awesome to see the debut, but I kind of already knew it was coming. Yeah, so Jay White shows up, and he does this whole thing where he doesn't say a word to start, and he takes out Trent and Rocky Romero. And I'm Poor I'm Rocky. excited. Poor Rocky. But you know what? Rocky gets the bag because all, he, all Rocky has to do is get the phone call from TK where TK says, hey, I need a guy. I need someone from New Japan. And Rocky's like, yeah, sure. I'll give you whoever you want if you book me. And now comes Rocky Romero, gets himself a job, gets himself a, a match, and he gets paid. And in the interim, you get Jay White, which is cool. I'm fine with it. Jay White showing up and being the Bullet Club leader who, you know, the Bullet Club leader who's had a problem with Adam Cole, who's had a problem with Kenny Omega, who's had a problem with the both, who basically has had a problem with everyone but his own faction at the we moment. You should make a chart, like a Bullet Club chart of all the, uh, like all the drama over here. You, you know that uh, It's Always Sunny meme? Yeah, yeah. Got, like, Carol! Yeah, and it's all together, and he's like, it's all connected. It's that. It's exactly mm-hmm. that. It's a yarn room. If you've watched Dateline, you must know what a yarn room is. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to go with my wife has some yarn. I'm just going to make it. Uh, anyway, I, I love seeing Jay White. He's going to have a match next week on Rampage against Trent. That'll be blog. incredible. And yeah. let's not forget that Sue is also in chaos, too. Yeah, so Sue's yeah. going to hit Jay White with a car, is what you're saying. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, That's it's how this happen. story ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine by me. And they ride they... off into the sunset. <laughs> With them trailing Jay White underneath the car. Hire me, please. That's right. Let's get uh, let's get Lily on the writing team. All right. 
No. Okay, fine. <laughs> the world ain't uh, ready. Let's talk about the other the other debut of the night. Isaiah Cassidy comes out. He's got a face of the Revolution ladder match, uh, qualifying match, and to the to the shock of of not many, I think most people were were looking forward to and expecting it. Uh, out comes uh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee has officially signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling. And doing? I expected it, and I thought it was a it was a great entrance. I thought he was showing a lot of genuine human emotion. Um, yeah. He's great at um, just working the camera and working the crowd. The chants were lovely. Um, and yeah, it was a great match. He threw him like, um, jazz style on Fresh Prince. It was crazy. And they already made, they already made that on Fire Pro too, which is awesome. That was really funny. They call it the mm-hmm. Uncle Phil Beal. It's going to be real good. It's, I it, died, it's bro. I died. Such a good, such a good match. So easy. Matt Hardy, uh, you know, leaving through the crowd in the middle of the match, just like his, his erratic behavior brother. That call out was amazing. And there was another call out where they're like, how can they coexist? And I was like, wow, they're just really going for those WWE call outs now. Why not? It's harmless fun. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith Lee has a lot of potential in AEW. I don't think he needs to be catapulted to the main event right away. I think there's a lot of stories to tell. And I talked about this on another podcast. There are so many opportunities within AEW to tell their stories soap opera style where mm-hmm. they they can pull out storylines one week, insert a different one and kind of catch you up in the next week as to what's going on in this storyline. But storyline A happens, storyline B. Like it, there's there's so much interchangeability with their roster and the depth of it that people often are, I think, happier seeing a week off from a storyline instead of having to watch the same storyline play out week after week after week. And it seems that, um, and it's not just Tony Khan, you know, being like, I am the overseer and control every single thing. I mean, at the end of the day, he does. But I I do see a shift in the past, like, let's say month that he is doing rewrites. He is kind of listening to feedback from fans, from the Reddit threads, from all that stuff. Uh, At the end of the day, Tony Khan is an obsessive wrestling fan himself and you can really see that and um i really do think that there is um like a little bit of like burnout going on because there's just such a big roster there's so many storylines and he also runs like so many other sports teams he owns the four seasons in toronto he's he's doing a lot of things and i think you know with storytelling and character development you're you're kind of seeing that like it's we, I, I really hope that 2022 for AEW has a little bit more of a focus on storytelling and character development. Oh, I mean, plus he's running for Florida Congress. No, he's not. He's not actually. Is Kanye? <laughs> uh, they all are. No. Did you see the story with uh, with TK running for, for House of Representatives and that was a whole fake out thing? Yeah. Silly. You oh, to so have back. money. Right. Well, you want to get back at people in Florida. You run them as a Democrat. So mm-hmm. that's just how it works over there. Apparently. Uh, anyway. uh, but yeah, to see seeing Keith Lee make his debut was was great. I'm excited to see what they do with him. I'm excited to see what he pitches as well, because yeah. part of the AEW way is not just pitching to an army of one. You're not just pitching TK. You're pitching for yourself and you're, you are pitching for your own character, not writers to write your character. Yeah. That's a big difference between AEW and WWE's creative process. And that's one thing that would scare me. Like I personally, like let's say I was younger and I really wanted to do pro wrestling full time. I personally would be re- really scared to work for AEW because um, because of that. It, you're so self-reliant on your own development, on your own push on everything. There's almost, it's not that there's too much freedom. It's just that it's kind of all on you. Um, and that that would scare the hell out of me, um, especially if I was like a greener wrestler. So, I mean, kudos to everyone who, you know, is able to, to maintain a career, maintain merch sales, maintain other endeavors. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's not just like fake storytelling fighting. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. It is. And, and like you said, if if you're a green wrestler and you don't know how to advocate for yourself, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Like we saw uh, Peter Avalon, there was an article that went out where he discussed why the librarian didn't see the success he expected to see from it. Uh, unfortunately, people decided to take the word failure and make that the whole crux of the story when really the word failure is multi, like it doesn't have one single solid binary use. Failure can be derived on different scales. And um, for for Peter, he decided to see it that way as like, I never said the character failed. But at the same time, what is failure? Is failure championship related? Is it being on TV? Is it wins and losses? 
Is it likability? Is it getting over with fans? That's another whole part of your, your journey as a wrestler is how your creative impacts your vision of yourself uh, in the wrestling, in like the wrestling companies you work in. And, and that's like, I love Peter Avalon. I think he's hilarious. He's like a meme Lord. Um, but that left a weird taste in my mouth because it was very deflective and dismissive. And especially if like, you don't have the librarian there to also make a statement. Like I just, it just put a weird taste in my mouth. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he like, I don't think there's like anything too deep about what he was saying. I just think that it was, it was, it was the wrong wording for sure. Yeah. Uh, all it was, was I came out. I didn't make an impact. I pivoted and I found success with the wingmen and the wingmen are for all intents and purposes over and successful in the over with the crowd way. They're not winning titles, but they're on TV, you know, on dark every week or at every taping. Like it means something anyway. What did mean something was that main event. Holy shit. Bro. You seen that much blood in a while? Holy shit. Sploosh. First of all, sploosh. Like I know I'm not gonna like go into detail what sploosh means, but you can Google it. Um I love know. blood, I love death matches, um I love hangman and Lance Archer. So that whole thing was just unreal. And when they said Texas deathmatch, and when they say Texas deathmatch, they usually just kind of mean like, oh, we're gonna blade or we're gonna do like a table spot or whatever, which is pretty commonplace on AEW, but they really went for it. And uh, I really liked that they included glass. That was like a nice nod to uh, Jersey hardcore wrestling for sure. Did you, um, when you saw that there was like 15 minutes left, were you excited? Were you upset? Were you like, I just what did, did this. Think? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? How is this possible? It just kept going. And the fork bit when he was just like licking the fork. Dude. <sighs> And Moxley actually took a really bad table spot uh, the night before, too. Like, they obviously taped them together. So I guess it was that night. But I was like, oh, my God. There was, there was a lot of really bad bumps that night. And people so, got their money's worth for that ticket, let me tell yeah, you. I, I almost I almost went because I had friends who were like, come to Jersey, come to Jersey. And I was yeah. like, oh, Jersey's not too far. I can stay with friends. But I didn't. I actually... Was uh, DMing with Joey Janela like last night or the other night? I'm trying to get him to officiate my wedding, but we'll oh, see what's going on. Okay. I want to see it. I want to see yeah. the bad boy officiating a wedding. Let's do he it. He said he'd love to do it, but like there's travel and schedule, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see what oh, dude, that'd be awesome. And he's a really I, nice uh, guy. Yeah, I, I, I know. I've, I've had a few conversations. He's a really nice, good, really yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Um. So one thing with that match that I loved was not only the amount of blood, but the storytelling involved. So. We talked last week about Dan Lambert and how we, we kind of talked ourselves around the Dan Lambert situation to the point where we respect what he's doing and we like what his character is doing. Mm -hmm. I loved what he did this week or this past the turnbuckle week. turnbuckle bet, you mean? Yes. Yeah. It was the perfect storytelling device to show us that, you know, Hangman can't do his move. He can't do the buckshot lariat if he can't go over the top rope. So you get rid of the top rope. They started the and then match. And you just use a referee. So you just use referee Paul Turner, who's like suddenly on his knees. Perfect. They they set and, it up really well. And um, I actually rewatched it because I really wanted to see like how they like obviously rehearsed it. And it, it was so funny. They obviously were like, all right, so you're going to bend over and clear the barbed wire and then I'm going to do it. And he 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 went on his mark. He did the bend over and it was, it was awesome. I didn't see that coming. Are you kidding me? Not at all. Not even not through the table. That's for damn sure. They, when they, and when I, they did the I'm actually going to rewatch it like after after this episode because that's like one of the craziest matches ever. Like, I can't think of a better AEW hardcore match other than the Bunny, um, no DQ with all the other women and uh, Thunder Rosa Britt. Yeah, I still I, I miss Penelope Ford. Where have you been? Come back, Penelope. Where, yeah, where has she been? Maybe she's just taking some time off. I think she worked dark. Uh, or at least she she was working the tapings, but I miss her. I, I miss seeing her on my TV. Yeah, she's great. She's just yeah. a great person, great wrestler. She's funny, uh, yeah. and uh, I was actually talking to her about anime on Twitter. She's a huge, um, huge anime fan. Oh, that's awesome! I've seen yeah. her on Twitch a bunch of times. Playing like she's playing Tomb Raider for a whole long stretch of time. Random. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we kind of look alike, uh, actually. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah if she was that. blonde, yeah. Got that, got that cosplay going. I could see it. Mm -hmm. uh, Hangman wins his match. He retains his title. That, that was to the shock of nobody, and that's probably no. why this match was so good is because we all knew what the outcome would be. We just exactly. didn't know how they would get there. And they did a good job. 
Uh, and they I'm built cool. him up as like the monster versus like the cowboy kind of right for weeks, like what's going to happen. Yeah. And um, they're also doing something really interesting that I maybe picked up wrong with Wardlow where they're kind of showing a weakness um, in his leg, similar to what they did with Miro with the weakness in his neck. So I think that that might be used in like storylines going forward just to take him down. I haven't noticed that. I'm going to have to go yeah. back and take a look. But mm-hmm. uh, if you're right, then I'm going to I'm going to call this clip up and I'm going to be like, Lily got it before all y'all got it. <laughs> hashtag it'll be hashtag Lily new. Uh, Adam Cole comes out, grabs that giant ass title belt that's about the size of him and hands it back to Hangman Page. You see the memes? No, I didn't see those memes. I was trying to avoid um, like social this weekend because of all the convoy stuff. Oh, I fear it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, he so the, the the AW title belt is like very big. It's a large. It's a physically large title, especially belt. compared to the women's belt. Oh my goodness, which yes. is like it's reho sized. Like yes, and they they yeah. resized it for Brit, but like it's still not very big. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they had Adam Cole holding the AW title like lengthwise, and it was like it's the size of him in some ways. Like it's a very it's a huge belt, and he's People not a were, small guy. He's not, but compared to that belt, it made him look tiny. And the yeah. the, the joke on Ant-Man. Twitter has been that he is tiny. Like, how can he be over? He's so small. And come on, we know. Uh, so anyway, Adam Cole is holding the belt. People have photoshopped the belt to be like his size and bigger. <laughs> so You need to send just, me some of these. when we, I'm going to uh, send you some of these because yeah. people are like, who did this? Who photoshopped this? And all the replies are just like, no, dude, that's how it really aired. That's how it looked. <laughs> Well, while we're bit. on the topic of memes, um, Anna Jay and Johnny Hungy have now become like a super popular meme format with the ear beating stuff. I've been seeing it with crypto memes. I've been seeing it with everything. It's 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 everywhere. It's amazing. It's so crazy. Yeah. For those two, listen, it's perfect for those two because mm-hmm. they're just they're eating it up. It's perfect. Yeah. Dude, come on. Anytime, anytime it crosses over in the right way, wrestling is fun. And that was it. And we also <sighs> didn't talk about uh, Baker versus renegade which i thought was a pretty interesting match so let's move to rampage let's talk about that match what did you think i know you were excited for robin renegade for both um, yeah i love the sisters a lot um robin was up against baker um which to get uh onto tv pretty much out of nowhere is already awesome they obviously vet her they they know she's a great worker um and i can tell that uh brit has been doing a lot more work on her technicals she's doing a lot more arm locks she's doing a lot more takedowns her work rate is up and that was really nice to see i thought that they worked really well with each other um the match went long enough um and i i really enjoyed it and i hope that uh the renegades do get signed i think they do have a developmental deal as well it makes sense because they're uh top of the pops at nightmare factory um and it's great it's great to just see more uh more women in the ring in general. The Renegade Sisters are, I believe they're Mission Pro Wrestling tag champions. They have it in a few different places. Mm-hmm. And if they're Mission Pro, then they're very clearly Thunder Rosa. And if they're training with Thunder Rosa, then they're in the right place for a match like this. Taking out oh, Rip Baker, Thunder Rosa comes out after the match because Baker decides to do the lockjaw spot. And I, I, I think it's perfect to have Robin Renegade because if you know, you know. And then you have, again, the uh, the tag team partner, the sister, uh, by the way, on socials, promoting the match as come watch my Licking sister ass. lick ass this week. Brilliant. And, and actually, been uh, they've it. been staying with Thunder. Like they've been uh, staying go. with Thunder for I don't know how long, but it was on her uh, YouTube stuff. And uh, those girls love MMA. They love their takedowns. They love their submission holds. And you can really see that in their work sets. And uh I love Brit. I like I have her merch. She's awesome, but I do want to see her drop that belt soon. I really, really do. Could happen. We'll see what yeah. happens with Revolution. Who can the mm-hmm. who do you think is gonna be the Thunder? Player? I think it's gonna be Thunder Brit 2.0. Really? Mm-hmm. So out of this match, we like we said, Brit is hitting the lockjaw after the match, and then out comes Thunder Rosa, and then out comes Jamie Hayter, and then out comes Mercedes Martinez. And so I'm excited for Two things. One, the inevitable hater versus Martinez match. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a Joshi, like, strong style fight. That's yeah, going to be rough. 
they both have that experience and they yeah. both it's funny because like Jamie Hayter is so young but so experienced whereas she you carries know, herself older and not like looks wise just like experience wise yeah exactly yeah. and and then you've got Mercedes Martinez who has like 20 plus years of experience in the business mm-hmm. and clearly like she knows how to do her job so for oh, the yeah. two of them to match up it's perfect in so many ways and they're going to go hard at each other so I'm excited for that even for them if they were decide to decide to team up and be a tag team those two could absolutely run through everybody. Oh but yeah, they would just knock people off one by one. Exactly. I'll take mm-hmm. I'll take one on one for now. But the match that I think you and I are both excited for is this week on Dynamite. It's no DQ, baby. Yes, Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. They're doing the rematch, and I am so stoked. Yeah, it's it's gonna be unreal. Um, I was at the gym the other day, and I was using um like a push sled. And you know, like when you run it down the turf, you take out the two metal pipes, put it on the other side. And I took out the metal pipe and I was just like, what if I use it on this person at the gym right now? No, I like the people at my gym. Um, but but yeah, it's going to be greasy. It's going to be a greasy, probably bloody uh, fight. I want this match to be the main event this week. Yes. Um, and I think uh, before I went on the air, please cor- correct me in the comments or on Twitter or whatever. Um, I believe there's only been three uh women's main events on tv or ppv and aw and i think that that's just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous it's time to put women uh, at the forefront on these uh on these ppvs and on tv i'm not saying every week we don't have to pander to women and be like oh every week every week but let's see the let's see the roster more yeah i I agree and this is an opportunity for them to showcase two very well-established women in Mm. and outside of wrestling and uh, and also showcase a women's division that, quite frankly, is starting to see its rise. They're starting to focus on it a little bit more. And if they continue to do that, then they're on the right course. Because we have been critical, you and I, on and off, off camera, yeah. we've been critical about the women's division in AEW. But this could be it. This could be the start of something good. They put four women on TV in matches this past week on Dynamite. And I think that's 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 okay for me. I will take that oh, yeah. as long as they keep doing stuff like this. And Hirsch killed it on that promo. I mean, so did Chris. And people were so harsh on Chris for the joke. And I think that that was like, <laughs> you know, like a two out of ten on the spicy wrestler comment scale. But um, I didn't realize um how good Hirsch was at promo. Like she's she's on fire. Yeah, man, you got to give her. You got to give them time to talk. And mm-hmm. in a pre-recorded segment, in a pre-recorded Ooh. segment, it's perfect. Yeah, they have she was, the time she was to, great, great, great. Yeah. 10 out of uh, 10, A+. Plus. The, okay, I, I know a lot of people clowned on Chris because everyone said, you're the face, why are you making a comment like that? I get it. And I, I agree with it to a point. From a storytelling perspective, it was like outlandish to go there. So Please, like Marvel superheroes don't say like off-color things sometimes. Not to, not like that. It didn't, I don't know. I, again, I'm not clowning on it. I thought it was hilarious and just like, probably not the right thing to say but uh coming out of it i think we're all excited for that match it's all in good fun it's just it's just wrestling we're good you want to talk about hook i do want to talk about hook i actually want to talk about how the reason i love hook is he does uh cross face strikes and cross face strikes are really hard to pull off in a real fight or especially in a wrestling situation and i just i love that it just it looks so cool red rum is such an awesome finisher I love his kind of brooding, sad boy, like anime sensibility. Love Action Bronson. Love his dad. Like, the list goes on. I think Red Rum is a dog shit name for a finish, but you it's know. a pretty dumb name, but it is a good finisher. <laughs> it's a great, it's the Katajame. Like, it's, it's Taz's move. It's perfect. It's the right thing to do. And I love, you know, father passing it on to son. And Taz, Taz is very proud of his son. It's very clear when he does it on commentary. Like, he says, it's all business for Hook, but like, Taz is, He's enamored with his son seeing this success. The handsome devil. He's a handsome devil. It's very upsetting. Uh, He beats Blake Lee from the factory. I do like the story that Hook is taking on everybody he trained with or has been Mm -hmm. trained by. And I've said this on other shows. I think we're going to get Hook versus QT in Hook's first pay-per-view match. And that'll probably happen at Revolution. And it'll be a cool-down match. But it'll be a hot match because people love Hook. People enjoy the story with QT and Hook. And I think Hook and QT, because they work together and QT trained Hook, that they will have a great match. They have that chemistry because they've trained. So if that's going to be a match between like a banger tag team title match and 
the main event, then I think it's perfect. And they've already kind of like planted the seeds for that match to him stepping over QT on the ramp. Um, so I could see that. I, I didn't think about it for Revolution, but why not? Makes sense. You got to put him on the card somehow. And he's, yeah. I don't want to put him in like a face of the Revolution ladder match because putting of Hook in a ladder match feels absolutely ridiculous to me. Also, speaking of ladders, I instantly thought of Sammy Guevara and then I thought of the inner circle. And oh boy, that was uh, some cringe, some cringe stuff going on there. So the Sammy part, I agree. I did not like Sammy walking out for a second time and being like, figure your shit out. And I'm like, bro, it's kind of, you don't need to do that. But Santana cutting down oh, yeah, Jericho, yeah. that made the whole promo worthwhile to me. But the resistance bands? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ortiz is just like, why are you walking around with the, with resistance bands around? He was getting head? his pump on. You got to see, you got to, you got to get your pump on. I guess because attendance was mandatory and oh. he just kind of didn't plan his time out. You get catering, probably. you get your yeah, pump exactly. on, you go out. Exactly. The catering's dope at AW. Like Emmy Sakura is always posting it, and it looks really, really, really good. I watch the bunnies' uh, vlogs, and typically she's posting what they have. And because she's vegan, I'm not vegan, but like she posts the vegan entrees, yeah. and like it looks real good. I, yeah. I gotta admit. Um, so speaking of vegans, we got Brian Danielson, and he's got the his, meanest his, vegan. The meanest vegan. He is such an upset vegan. What is with that? Anyway, uh, he does the backstage thing where he's like, "I'm not upset about." Mox being Punk's partner. I don't care about that. Calls Punk like second rate. So they're planting those seeds, which I'm very much a fan of. Uh, and then you've got Lee Moriarty coming up to the, uh, to, to basically confront, well, Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty coming up to confront uh, Brian Danielson. And I love that Lee eventually is just like, enough, like talk to me, don't talk to him. And they set up this match for Wednesday. And this is the only other match that I think could be the main event, but it could also very much be the opening hot big bang theory lead-in match i would like to see that too the big bong theory <laughs> hey man it gets it gets ratings it, the lead-in is massive it gets a lot of viewers like extra viewers too probably for like the first 15 minutes anyway but um you can see it if i if i showed you the ratings if you really cared you could see the quarter hour breakdowns ooh, ooh. and you'll see what the lead-ins are like no I, I i love moriarty i'm stoked that he's getting a push he's he's hanging with the big dogs you know and now it's, it's kind crazy. of it's uh it's throwing a wrench in a lot of people's storylines too so i think there's going to be a lot of double crossing betrayals fun wrestling stuff yeah it's coming together there is a lot of really cool and interesting stuff coming together in aw mm-hmm. and i think that the surprises will keep coming i still think that we'll see another surprise entrance for the uh face of the revolution ladder match at revolution i think kenny's coming back too but i don't know do you think kenny's coming back so quickly i could see him I... coming back yeah I guess with the uh, the Jay White stuff, you can see Kenny come back. But at the same time, I think there's still story to be told with Adam Cole wreaking havoc on the elite and on Bullet Club and being basically like staging a coup and taking over in Kenny's absence and then building to Kenny's eventual return. That could be a further... I would do it even in All Out. Like, I would stretch that shit out. Yeah. Um, I just miss Kenny. So hopefully uh, <laughs> he comes back sooner than later. Go go buy a cameo from Ken, from Kenny. I was looking at prices. There's actually some funny ones um, that aren't too bad. MJFs yeah. are hilarious. Like even his prices are a shoot. It's it's great. Yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe maybe someone who's watching now is gonna is gonna buy you a, a Kenny Omega cameo. Please do. Hey, you've got her. Uh, or anyone, her honestly, before. anyone. I don't care how big or small the wrestler is, as long as like they're recognizable. Perfect. What else, do we have anything else to, to end on? Uh, get to last call, ring the bell? Um, I'm good. Uh, it was There was so much going on this week. It was kind of hard to uh, organize all my thoughts about it. A ton of things going on with AEW. A uh, lot of storylines are now developing. Hopefully we see a lot more storyline and character development this year. Um, GCW has some crazy stuff coming up. I hope yes. to see that uh, in person. Um, and... All of our uh, mandates are ending, so that allows a lot more shows to start happening, for borders to start opening. So uh, stay tuned to Fightful Overbooked and Grappy Hour for, obviously, our podcast slash stream, um, and hopefully some in-ring coverage, and who knows what else. There's a lot coming. We drop content every day on this channel, sometimes twice a day, every day. Just toss us a thumbs up. Go ahead and comment. If you've been supporting us so far, we appreciate you. Lily, where can the people find you on Yield Internet? 
on ye old Twitter at this uh, at and also on Fightful Sometimes I write uh, and also on my website strangecomforts.com go and support Lily it's uh, fightfuloverbook.com youtube.com slash fightfuloverbook or just going to be like 2.0 eh? you want to taste hey it's only racist if you're Tony D'Angelo I am actual pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l ladies gentlemen and friends beyond the binary we'll see you in the next one cheers What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.